Maribel. Maribel. That's how you say my name. Not Maribel, not Maribel, not Marble. Throughout my whole life in the United States, I've had to battle teaching people how to pronounce my name correctly. Many times I've just been exhausted and said, whatever, however you want to say it, that's fine. A lot of the time I used to feel like I had no right to correct people because maybe it was rude to tell them that they were mispronouncing my name. The funny thing is that this battle hasn't really gone away. I still have to reintroduce myself, reiterate my name many times when I meet someone for the first time. So that's why I wanted to bring back this episode from season one of Diferente, where we not only talk about the pronunciation of names and why that's important, but also why names really matter. I know that for you, the multicultural listener, it can be a little bit of a pain in the ass to remind people how to pronounce your name correctly, especially if you have a name that's more so, quote, ethnic or foreign. I don't know if that's even the right way to say it, but you know what I mean. So if you've had that journey, if you've been there before, I'm here for you. I know exactly what you feel. And that's why I wanted to explore this topic again. This episode is an oldie, but a great one. I highly recommend that you listen to it with anyone who's ever had to suffer through the pain of teaching people how to pronounce their name or who has a name that is very ethnically specific. You're listening to Diferente. Estás escuchando Diferente, the bilingual podcast where we celebrate and explore the complexities of living life between two or more cultures. I'm your host, Maribel Quesada-Smith, a producer and creative consultant from Mexico City, living in the U.S., who loves hip-hop and cumbia. I created Diferente to learn, laugh, and grow alongside you with stories and interviews that relate to the bicultural experience. Let's get started. In 1999, DMX, yes, the rapper, once gave us insight into his diverse taste in women by naming them all in a verse. Let's see, there was Brenda, Leticia, Linda, Felicia, Dawn, LaShawn, Ines, and Alicia, Teresa, Monica, Sharon, Nikki, Lisa, Veronica, Karen, Vicky, Cookies, well, he met her in an ice cream parlor, Tanya, Diane, Lori, and Carla, Marina, Selena, Katrina, Sabrina, about three Kims, Latoya, and Tina, Shelly, Bridget, Cavi, Rashida, Kelly, Nicole, Angel, Juanita, Stacy, Tracy, Rana, and Rhonda, Donna, Yolanda, Tawana, and Wanda. Don't worry, they were all treated fairly. I'm sharing this moment in music history with you because, misogynistic lyrics aside, I was always impressed by the range of ethnicities in this list. Your name can say so much about who you are. It can help you stand out or help you stay under the radar. It can help you open the door to career opportunities or shut it in your face. It's all relative to individual perspective. What's in a name? I had an enlightening discussion with my great friend, Taria Palmer. She's an advocate for social justice and self-proclaimed fashion lover who has experienced and jumped over several life roadblocks. A stubborn, independent girl who found a way to put herself through college and grad school with a kind spirit who is always happy to help others. We talked about what it's like to have a, quote, ethnically identifiable name, how the word justice has changed her life, and the importance of embracing your uniqueness, whether that's through your name, your heritage, or your personality. Are you ready? So going back to how we met and our story, we've had a lot of great experiences together. And I have to share this one particular memory with everyone because it was such a special moment for me on the morning of my wedding. I don't know if you remember, but you said to me, 
something like, let me be the first to officially welcome you to the Black community. (laughs) (laughs) And I get all emotional every time I remember that moment. And I want you to know that I take my role very seriously, but it meant a lot to me. It was so sweet. This is like a special place to be. It's a special club. And (laughs) I feel like you took the journey with Doug and like try to understand Doug's culture. And I just feel like that's how you are with everybody. Like you don't write people off or say like, oh, everyone's the same. Oh, I don't see color or anything like that. Like you really take the time to embrace people and embrace whatever culture or nationality they are. Try to learn about them. I think it's important to like do that. You guys, if you want to, are going to have children one day. And I think that's really important to have those aspects of your personality when you're like rearing children in this world who have different cultural identities, because like you Mm -hmm. have to be able to teach them about who they are. And I felt that day like really confident that she's going to do that. She's going to be perfect. I mean, obviously not perfect because nobody's perfect, but right. You're going to do your best. And I felt really good that day. Not just even about that, but just that like Doug was the right person for you. I am going to do my best. And I'm going to tell you what. The other day, Doug and I had this ridiculous argument. (laughs) About? (laughs) Over a certain rapper who, for the sake of not sidetracking this combo any further, shall remain nameless. Okay. But you know who I'm talking about. Okay. And he said, babe, you're not even black. Why are you so offended? (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted to say to him, Taria said I'm in the community now, damn it. (laughs) Taria said I'm her cousin now. (laughs) Was it Kanye? I feel like it was. You know it was Kanye. Mm -hmm. But like I said, let's not go deep into that. I just, we had an argument. I'm not kidding you. We argued Mm -hmm. about this because I, you know how I am. Mm -hmm. I'm very much about equality. So we were having a discussion about it. He had some differing points of views mm-hmm. and I got very passionate and mm-hmm. we got into a heated debate. And then that's when he said, why are you so upset? Right. <laughs> and you know what? I told them I'm upset because I'm for equality. And if you're for equality, you should want and demand equality for everybody, not just your people. That's why I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Again, a conversation for another day. Give us a little bit of your story, who you are, Taria. Tell, what's your story? Okay, so I am from a small town in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. Go Cavs. Y'all disappointed me, but it's fine. You'll be fine next year. (laughs) I have a daughter who is almost two years old. Her name is Justice. I went to OU. That's where I met Marybelle. That's where I've met my now husband. I love OU. And I am very passionate, very interested in social justice. I love fashion. One funny thing about me is that I do love celebrity gossip. So if you need to know what's going on with somebody, like I usually know. I love going in the shade room and like reading people's shady comments. Although I do feel bad for the celebrities sometimes because some of the shade is just too much. But yeah, I'm just a girl in this world. I'm definitely a feminist. Nowadays, it seems like everyone with a camera and a microphone is a content creator. Don't get me wrong, I love that the internet has allowed so many people to test their creativity. But when it comes to your message making an impact, wouldn't you rather partner with a seasoned producer? Because your brand is more than just a business, it's a story. So let me help you tell that story. This is Maribel, the host of Diferente. I'm a TV documentary and podcast producer who understands that your content should be working for your brand, not against your bottom line. 
if you're ready to produce videos or a podcast in English or in Espanol that builds trust and turns your audience into loyal customers, go to maribelqs.com forward slash ready to learn how you can level up your content. So I just had an enlightening conversation last week with a friend named Maribel about our names and how it's difficult for non-English speaking people to pronounce our name as we prefer. By the way, this is episode 103, which I highly encourage everyone to go back and listen to if you haven't yet. But anyway, I think you have a unique name. You're the only Taria I know. Yes. I don't know if you know other Tarias, but what kind of unique experiences has your name brought you? Um, people always pronounce my name wrong. Ah, okay. Yeah. So we have the same experience there. <laughs> always, always. Which is why I try my best to remember to pronounce your name correctly. Sometimes if I'm talking too fast, I will just say it like a typical American says it probably <laughs> just at how it looks without like rolling the R. But like, I really try because people always mess up my name. Always. They call me Terea. They call me Tanya. That doesn't even match. Yeah, I'm like, there's not even one N in my name. <laughs> not one. <laughs> I usually get people either asking me, like, what it means. Where did it come from? Oh, that's beautiful. Does it have a special meaning? No. Mm -mm. My sister named me. And it was actually a girl that she went to school with that she just really liked her name. So she thought... They had other T's in the family, so they thought, oh, that would be a good name. So no significance outside of that. And then you named your daughter Justice. Can you share yes. the story about how you decided on her name? Well, first off, the only other Justice that I knew was Justice from Poetic Justice, played by Janet Jackson in the 90s in the movie with her and Tupac. So that was like the only other Justice I knew. One day, I don't know, Devin and I were talking and just trying to figure out the perfect name and Justice came on the list as one of the names. And it was like the one of the top names. There was two names that we had and that was one of the top. But we couldn't decide if that should be her name. So when I was in the hospital getting my epidural, and for those who have never experienced that or been in the room with somebody who's experiencing that, the epidural is basically what's what mutes the pain, right? Childbirth obviously can be very painful. It numbs you, right? It numbs you basically from the waist down. And you have to have a shot in your back in order for that to happen. And it's a really big needle. So we're in the hospital. I have to shout them out. This was at OSU Wexner Medical Center. <laughs> it was a wonderful experience outside of this. So I will say that if you want to have a baby at Wexner, OSU Wexner Medical Center. It's awesome. But this is where this happened. So I was sitting there. And at the time, I don't even know if she was an anesthesiologist. I think she was just the person administering the shot. I don't even think the anesthesiologist was there. But on the TV, the 49ers were playing. And that was at the time when Colin Kaepernick was still playing and he was kneeling for the anthem. Mm. So he's on the TV. He's kneeling. I'm about to get shot in the back with this big needle that looks like a tranquilizer. And this doctor or this assistant or whatever she was, she was a white woman. She just starts going off about Colin Kaepernick. I don't know why he's doing that. That's so disrespectful. Like he needs to stand for the flag. In that moment, 
Devin and I were looking at each other like, does she not see us Mm. here? Like, we're clearly Black people. She just doesn't even see us. And to be saying something like that, and she doesn't understand what he's doing, because if she did, she wouldn't be saying that. She doesn't understand what this means to him. She doesn't understand what this generally means for Black people. What he was trying to say is, I'm not disrespecting the flag. I'm saying that this flag is not upholding what it's supposed to mean for people like me and other people who look like me and other people of color who are being shot in the streets and killed with impunity. So Devin was looking at me. I'll never forget this. He was looking at me and I was looking at him and he was just like, please. It was like that silent plea. So he's looking at me like, I know you're the most outspoken person I've ever known, (laughs) but in this moment, I need you not to say anything. And, like, it sounds funny and it kind of is, but, like, it was the most silencing feeling. This woman had so much of my... She had power in that moment. She had that power in the moment to silence me and have me not say anything. Wow. And so, and not tell her you're wrong as hell. And in that moment, you probably, had it not been for the needle, I know you probably would have said something. (laughs) Oh, had it not been for the needle, I would have really schooled her. But he was like looking at me, begging me not to. And I also knew that I was taking a gamble doing that because I was in the care of other people. Wow. That is all a very complex and weird situation to be in. Yeah, it was crazy. So when she walked out of the room, we said, "Okay, her name needs to be Justice. That's going to be her name. And that's her name. And that's why. Did you get any resistance from family or friends when you told them? We didn't tell anybody till after she was, we had already made the decision in the hospital that that would be her name. I'm interrupting this awesome episode to ask you a favor. Will you take a few seconds to leave a review? Tell me what other topics you would like to hear on the show. It takes less than 30 seconds to write a review and you can help change lives. Okay, I mean, that might be an exaggeration, but that's the kind of impact that Diferente is all about. A brighter outlook, a different perspective, all of this can be life-transforming. Do you worry that people will judge her by her name? Not really. I think that her name will do what we wanted it to do by naming her, which was was make her a pillar of strength and wisdom. Almost like empower her. Yeah, it will empower her. It will teach her what is right in this world. And not just what feels good. Sometimes justice doesn't feel good, but it's the right thing to do. And so I don't really worry about people judging her. I think she'll be fine with the name. And even if I thought that she wouldn't, it feels like that's supposed to be who she is. Yeah, that makes sense. And I love that mm -hmm. you stuck to your feeling and your intuition on that. Do you ever feel judged by your name? Sometimes. I think because I work and have worked in environments that are mostly white. So everyone has very what you would traditionally think that are American traditional names. Um, So my name always sticks out. And I've been on trips with colleagues where we'll go to like get on the plane and you're going through getting your ticket rung in by like the stewardess or whatever. And they're saying everyone's name. And they'll, they'll go, John, Katie. Oh, you mean when you're like boarding the plane and they're scanning your boarding pass? Yeah, when you're boarding oh. and they're scanning your boarding pass. And they'll be like, oh, 
have a good afternoon, John. Hello, Emily. Thanks, Jane. And then they'll get to me. They won't say anything. What? And my coworkers will always kind of like catches them off guard. But I really love it when it happens. And this is why. Because the people that I work with generally don't have friend groups that are like super Mm -hmm. diverse. So when they see that happen, then it kind of like brings to them the reality of what people like me go through every day, even when it comes to stuff, something mm-hmm. like a name. Even my first day starting at my job that I currently have now, I was kind of singled out for my name by another colleague on the first day. She didn't really mean any harm, but she was asking like, what does my name mean? Where did it come from? And you could see the other people who were in the orientation group getting like visibly uncomfortable because they're like, why is she giving you the third degree? And so after it was over, one of the people who were in leadership, they apologized to me like, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Like, I know that that's what people would call like a microaggression. Mm. And I, I was like, wow, people are trying to learn that it's actually a microaggression. So like, I appreciated that being acknowledged and how people can understand how stuff like that will other. I get that sometimes. Well, actually, I mean, when I introduce myself often, that'll be the second question after what is your name? The second question will be, oh, where's that from? (laughs) What does that mean? Right. I have to be honest. I don't think that they mean anything by it most of the time. I think that sometimes people are just curious and it's almost like their way of saying, oh, you're not from here. Where are you from? How interesting. Like they're intrigued. And I can kind of understand that because I'm like that too. I'm a very curious person and I ask a lot of questions and maybe sometimes inappropriate questions or questions that might make people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get that, the curiosity of like, oh, that sounds different. Like, where's she from? Like, where are you from? But at the same time, I can't imagine boarding a plane in that moment where they're greeting everybody and then it goes beep and nothing. (laughs) And then I get no greeting. At all. It's like really. I guess I never stopped to think about what they do in those circumstances, but it must be super awkward. Well, sometimes would I rather you butcher my name or at least try? And I think generally I would rather people at least try and butcher it than to just skip over me because that's just really dismissive. So I actually hire people regularly and I've seen some very unique names on resumes before. And when I'm in the situation where I don't know how to pronounce someone's name, when I call them initially, I'll always say, oh, hey, is this? And I'll say their name. And then I'll say, did I pronounce that correctly? One, I want to know to make sure that I don't offend the person. And I also want to let them know, listen, I'm trying. Help me out. I'm trying to say your name. If I messed it up, please tell me because I want to learn. I'm being genuine about it. Right. It's funny because up until a few years ago, I really did not make people say my name right. I kind of just like let them get away with calling me the wrong pronunciation of my name. And then when I realized the significance of naming in terms of African-American people and us being brought to this country and like having our names, our actual names taken away from us then being given somebody else's Mm -hmm. name. I felt I had to like have more pride in my name because 
it means something. It's my identity. Like, at least my first name is. Our last names are not our last names. Not the names that we originated with. Right. You don't have a lineage of last name that goes back to centuries Mm -hmm. of ancestors like many other people do. No. Our names are whoever owned us as property. And that's a very sobering thought, Mm -hmm. right? So my first name is my name that my parents gave me. And I'm going to cherish that name. And I have to like make people respect me and say my name the right way because it's literally all that I have. My last name is not really, doesn't mean as much to me as my first name. It's not connected to your lineage is what you're saying. Not far back, right? We can take pride in our last names because somebody at some point, our grandparents or whatever, took that name and they did something with it and they created family and community around this name. So it means something. For me, it doesn't mean the same as somebody who can say like, yeah, my last name is McAllister and it Mm -hmm. came from Ireland. Like, that's crazy to me. It's like, man, I wish. Or, you know, like my friends who are African, who have African last names, who have their full name is African. They can trace that back to Nigeria or to wherever centuries ago. That's a powerful thing. And we don't have that. It's really sad. Yeah. That's definitely something that I cannot relate to. And I do agree with you that it's a sobering fact to face. I mean, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. do have a very unique first name and you should cherish that. And a lot of people don't understand that. And maybe they don't value it as much because they don't get the rest of the story. And that's why we're here, right? We have to share our stories because that's how people learn and that's how people gain understanding. Do you feel your name has held you back professionally? No, I don't. I think that my name is interesting because it's, again, you don't know what it is. You really don't know how to say it. It could be anything. (laughs) So I don't think it really holds me back professionally. But I think on that Blackish episode where he said he wanted to name his son Devante, I think Devante might hold somebody back because it's clearly an African-American name. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to talk about that episode. I mean, it's been proven that people get their resumes thrown away and all kinds of foolishness based off of their name. You know, I never thought about my name holding me back professionally, to be honest. I think I'm kind of like you. I think it's helped me in Mm -hmm. some cases where I've applied to positions that require someone bilingual Mm -hmm. or possibly even situations where They might be looking for someone bilingual, but maybe it's not stipulated as so in the advertisement or in the job posting, whatever. And it's just kind of given me an extra edge. I think just having a different name is sometimes sticks out from the rest. So I am grateful for that. It served me well in that regard. Yeah, as long as you don't go try to work for like Trump Industries, you should be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Why you got to take it to that dark space? (laughs) I know. (laughs) So depressing. (laughs) We're having a very positive conversation over here. (laughs) Bringing the darkness straight into the conversation. But go ahead. Well, I actually, I want to talk about that episode of Blackish that you mentioned because I'm a huge Blackish fan. Mm -hmm. And there's this episode where what you were saying, the parents are trying to name their new baby and they struggle because one of them is afraid to give him a quote, Black sounding name. And they end up choosing the name Devante. But Mm -hmm. I read more about the episode because I was curious and I did some digging on the internet and I was like, oh, let me find out more about this name thing and what people think. And I did some research on Black names 
I found it very interesting that there's a, a lot of variance in the way people think about it. Uh-huh. A lot of people will say it's important to name children of African-American descent a black sounding name, for example, mm-hmm. because it's unique and we should be proud of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. We celebrate culture, make it positive, which I totally agree with. And then mm-hmm. there's the other side saying, no, <laughs> I don't want my kid to be discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want my kid's resume to be thrown away because of their name. I feel like we're going towards maybe very slowly crawling towards a time where that should not be an issue anymore, that people should be allowed to have whatever name they want and not have their resume be thrown out. What do you think? I think that everybody is well within their rights to do whatever they think is right for their child. But I love cultural names. I think that they give people something to hold on to that's really strong. We have a friend who's actually in our wedding. Like, he's African. His name is Adetunji. He has a great job. He works for the NBA now, and he has a very African-sounding name. I think that if people are going to discriminate against you, I would almost rather them do that in the resume process than to get me in the door and discriminate against me once I'm there and make my life even harder. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, like, let's get the racism out of the way from the beginning. (laughs) Get the racism out of the way. If you don't like me because I'm Black, this is probably not the right place for me to work. Because, like, jobs and leaving a job and coming to a job is a huge transition. So it's like, okay, if you're going to be like that from the outset, fine, be like that. But let's do that in the resume process, which is funny because that's why I always try to wear my natural hair, my curly hair, my nappy hair during interviews because I want you to know from the jump this is who I am this is authentically how I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up for work and if you think that this is inappropriate this is probably not the place for me to work and it's the same with the name if you think because my name is Laquana and you don't want me to work for you because you think I'm not good enough then let's do that from the jump. Let's not wait till I've left my city of origin and moved across the country to take this job for you to decide that I'm too Black. That's a really good point because I think that a lot of people maybe don't consider that situation happening where you Mm -hmm. might have a, I don't know, for lack of a better term, vanilla sounding name. Mm But once you get in the door and you start working, it actually might be a culture clash. That's something that you could have realized earlier on in the process. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, either way, you shouldn't have issues like that in the workplace or anywhere, right? I mean, that's what we're working towards. We're working towards eliminating those kinds of biases. But they exist. And I think that when it comes down to it, it shouldn't matter what the person's name is. It should matter what they're all about and what they bring to the table. Again, it shouldn't obviously matter what their skin color is or what their Mm -hmm. background is. It should matter what they bring to the table. At the same time, I have to say this in support of equality, it should matter that you are bringing something unique to the table because even though it shouldn't be held against you that you're different or that you're a minority, it's important to have the different perspectives in a work environment. Just Mm -hmm. like it is important to have different perspectives at home and different perspectives in your relationships with friends. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you don't grow and you don't learn anything. So Mm -hmm. like you could call yourself someone who's all for equality and someone who's super woke. 
and always striving for everybody to be treated fairly. But if you never leave the United States, and if you mm-hmm. don't see other people's experiences around the globe, are you really for equality? Because can you really understand what no. a different perspective is outside of your own country? No. And there's no excuse now. I mean, there are barriers to people being able to travel, obviously, but the internet is a wonderful place and people can enjoy globalization that way. And I don't think you can understand certain things until you broaden your worldview. You literally cannot understand how racism works in America until you understand anti-Blackness as it exists across the globe. Yeah, unfortunately, that's a global issue. (laughs) It's not just the U.S. issue. Yeah, and when you understand, it all functions differently, right? So, like, it functions differently than in America than it functions in somewhere like Brazil in the Caribbean or whatever. Like it functions differently, but it's all still bad and it's all Mm -hmm. still affects. But even if you look at colorism, there's colorism in Mexico. Yeah. The lighter skinned people, how are they treated versus the people who are darker? Colorism is an issue all around the world. So until you understand why people in China want to be super white, like a paper, why is that? Until you understand those things can't have the right understanding of how all this stuff functions and how it's all detrimental to like our growth as a human race, period. Do you think there's anything that we as individuals can do to help destigmatize names? I think that people just have to stop connecting things that have no connection. So just because your name is Rainbow Bright doesn't mean that you're not going to be a good worker. Your parents named you that. You coming to work every day has nothing to do with what your parents named you. They were hippies. Great. Fine. People have to stop connecting things that have no connection. My skin color has nothing to do with my work ethic. My name has nothing to do with my work ethic. My name could be lazy and I could be the hardest worker in the room. My parents named me that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) People just have to think better. There are better ways to think and people need to get there, if that makes sense. I think that also we have to be more embracing of other names and names that sound unfamiliar to us. Instead of having a reaction that may be negative to a name that we don't recognize or a name that we're not used to hearing, we should be curious in a good way without making the person feel uncomfortable, learn about it a little bit more instead of just making it seem like because it's unfamiliar it makes you uncomfortable i think that's also important is we need to be able to explore explore Mm -hmm. the names explore each other by asking questions instead of making assumptions i don't know maybe that's what happened to you at ou or wherever you were when you had your initial experience i definitely don't think it was malicious I just think that people are used to what they're used to. And when something comes along that's different, they really don't know the appropriate or best way to react. I just think people also need to be more mindful of their biases. Because when you are mindful of that stuff, I think it just helps you move better in this world. That's a good point. Do you think that there's anything that people with very cultural specific names can do to avoid being stereotyped? Is that something that they should even worry about? You know what? You can't worry about it because people are going to do what they want to do, right? 
You just have to know that the place that you don't land is not the place that you're supposed to be. So like if they don't want to accept your name being super quote unquote ethnic or whatever, which is annoying. Because it's like, well, why are our names ethnic? And some name like Katie is not ethnic. True. But if they don't want to accept you because of your name, that's literally probably somewhere that you don't want to be. You have to learn to accept that and say, okay, this wasn't a missed opportunity for me because of the name my parents gave me and the name they took pride in. This is probably a place that is not ready to be inclusive. And that means that it's not a place for me. Or it might mean that it's a place where you can potentially break barriers and be a change agent. That's so exhausting. (laughs) Sometimes it's like, damn, I just want to come to work and sit in this chair. I don't want to be Martin Luther King today. Like, I'm done with this. (laughs) I just want to sit down, okay? (laughs) I just want to meet my goals and go home. Sometimes it's just really exhausting and you don't want to break any barriers and you don't want to, like, do any of that stuff. You just want to show up. (laughs) But then there are some days where you're like, okay, I'm fine with this. I can attest to that because that's the position that I find myself in a lot because I am an open person because I do want to talk to people because I do want people to be better. I do want to educate people. I find myself in that role of educator a lot. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Some days I don't want to be and the days that I don't, I don't. Yeah. I say close for business. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that. Yeah, for sure. So two more questions that I've been asking everyone lately before we wrap up. What is your passion? And the second question, how do you define success? I would say that my passion is probably making people feel good about themselves wherever they are. My passion is accepting people. And until everybody is accepted, I won't stop. So that's how I know that that's my passion because... Like I said, social justice is one of my passions. Being creative is one of my passions. Fashion is one of my passions. All of those things have a foot super deep in acceptance, right? You should be able to show up the way that you want to, wearing what you want to. You should be able to be creative in the ways that you want to and have that creativity accepted. You should be able to show up in your identity as your race or your ethnicity or your sexual orientation or any of that. You should be able to show up in those ways and have people accept you as you are. Trying to make people feel better about who they are and where they are. And how do you define success? I think success is just being genuinely happy and knowing that every day is not going to be perfect, but that you can create a good life for yourself. Sometimes that means you have to cut some people out of your life. That means sometimes that means you have to welcome some people in. That means that you have to create a space around you that is really positive for whatever that means for you. Because it means something different for everybody. And like really cherishing relationships. That's success for me. Being in a space where I can be truly, genuinely happy, but also know that everything's not going to be perfect. But being able to really live in the moment, that's success for me. (laughs) And that's a good way to end it. 
Thank you so much for making time to share your experiences with us. And how can people connect with you online? My um, Instagram handle is underscore the socialite. That's S-O-C-I-L-L-I-G-T. We'll put it on the show notes. Yeah, that's how you find me on Instagram. That's awesome. Thank you, Taria. Thank you. What do you think is in a name? Do you think ethnically specific names are holding people back or giving them an advantage? Do you think it's important to correct people when they mispronounce your name? Let me know what you think in the reviews. Write me something. Tell me what you thought about the episode and share it with a friend. Share it with someone who you think would highly benefit from listening. And if your podcast platform does not offer review options, then you can DM me or hit me up on social media at Maribel underscore QS, where we will continue this conversation. Until next time, I hope you can continue to be courageous on your growth journey. And hey, don't be afraid to let people know how to pronounce your name.